My next guest is the host of the nationally syndicated Stacy on the Right show, broadcast on Urban Family Talk, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Central, out of St. Louis, Missouri. Very fascinating background. She's co-chair of Project 21 National Advisory Council and the National Center for Public Policy Research. She was an elected member of her school, local school board's district, Board of Education, serving as director and VP. She's also an Air Force vet, daughter of an Army police officer. She spent most of her childhood growing up in Germany. So your column is called Guns and the Media. I read it. I thought it was a very good column. What you did was you took the task, an anti-NRA column, that said more Americans die from guns than from ISIS, and therefore you felt the Second Amendment uh, was in danger by idiotic comments like that. And that's what you did. And, and, your, and your paper... Uh, apparently did not know that you were, had promotional work and and had an, a relationship with the NRA. I'm confused. Well, actually, they did. They knew that. And, and let's let's be perfectly like on the up and up with the, the NRA. When you say professional relationship, this is the same as this is what happens. I go on a program. I do a decent job. And later they say we, when we meet, especially at conferences, hey, I'm going to be on vacation. You wouldn't happen to be available to fill in for me. And I always say yes because I like to work. And so they don't have to pay me to do that if I can have the opportunity to kind of fly somebody else's jumbo jet. I'm going to do it because it's fun and it helps me develop my skills as a radio person. So I've, I've guest hosted hundreds of shows, and I did Cam and Company twice. I appeared in an NRA documentary last fall, which the St. Louis Post-Dispatch's reporter Joe Holloman actually wrote about and appeared in their pages. And then I started writing for them in the fall, when, right before the election, when they asked me to, to balance their opinion page, which is basically all the way to the left, like almost Marxist. So I go on and I start writing a column once a week, 700 words. I'm freelancing, so I'm not their employee. I can't move copy to print, and I certainly can't post to their website. My editor receives my column every Wednesday. He edits it. It's, and I'm telling you, when I say editorial you know, license, I, if I didn't like what he edited, he would just choose not to print it. He, he told me I have the final word. Mm-hmm. So he would change things to you know, clean it up for style or what have you for newspaper because I wasn't a journalist before this. I used to blog and I used to write articles, townhall.com, places like that, FreedomWorks, et cetera. So he, on this particular occasion, it's my 25th column. I write the column. I submit it on Wednesday. I fly to the annual meetings for the NRA on Thursday. He lets me know that he's accepted the column. He has some criticism about the survey that it was actually like a poll done by Indiana University professors about newsrooms across the country. Mm -hmm. And he had some criticism about the way I cited it in the piece. And so he edited that and told me about it. And then Friday, the column appears in print and online. Friday afternoon, they suspended me for my apparent relationship. And I email back. I'm like, wait, I know I can clear this up. Listen, guys. I've done all of these appearances, but it's in all of my bios. I talked about it in my opening column, my father being in the military, me being a gun owner, et cetera, et cetera, a member of the NRA. Remember, I've already disclosed this, so no one should be surprised. And besides, it's an opinion piece. He says, well, yeah, but paid or unpaid, it's still advocacy on behalf of the gun industry. And besides, your column was hugely problematic and full of factual errors. I'm like, well, what were they? You edited it. What were the factual errors? What, what huge problems were there? He didn't answer that. He just kept on pivoting away from the original issue, which was my quote-unquote relationship, which there isn't a relationship unless we start signing contracts or there's money exchanging hands. They, they've never even 1099 me, just, just so you understand. If you ever have been paid by someone as an independent contractor or anything else, they 1099 you so mm-hmm. that they have a record of having paid you. And so I, I explain all of this, and the insults, insults start to fly, and I'm like, okay, look, this is ridiculous. Have a nice weekend. 
Let me know what you guys decide because this is going to meet with the editor and the also the the uh, like the the publisher. So whoever the, the publisher representative is for Lee Industries. And so he, he doesn't tell me how long the suspension is for or when they're going to get back to me. I tell him, you know, have a nice weekend. I fly home. Well, before I before I even came home on Saturday, I decided that night. You know, I, I don't want to work with a person who tells me I'm spinning this for my advantage, which well, St- means I'm a lying opportunist. St- Stacey, we're, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want you to tell me what you think the real reason you were suspended is. 888-971-SAGE. Well, I read the same memo that you read, the same letter that you read, uh, in which uh, President Trump says that Comey told him on three occasions uh, that he was not under investigation. You heard the clip uh, in which uh, Trump explained this to Lester Holt from NBC. Uh, yet, my understanding is that there is an investigation. So uh, I'm assuming what uh, Donald Trump means is that there is no, uh, there's no finding of collusion between myself and the Russians. I assume that's what Donald Trump meant because, as far as I know, the investigation is still going on. And certainly there are all sorts of other investigations uh, done by Congress. My guest is Stacey Washington. She is the host of the nationally syndicated Stacey on the Right show. She was recently suspended. Her column was, anyway, by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, a column in which she defended the NRA. And uh, she was told that the editor of her column felt that the column was riddled with errors, even though he edited the column, and that she needed to disclose her ties to the NRA, even though she made no secret of her ties to the NRA. So, Stacey, what do you think was really going on? Well, I think he edited the column and he thought it was fine. And I, I, don't, I don't know if that he d- agreed with it. I believe he's you know, on the left politically, but I think someone else saw me talking about dwindling subscription numbers for newspapers across the country and taking these editors to task for allowing these things to go into print and said, wait a minute, you know, what, how dare she? And also, I think possibly they got emails from leftists who always write them after I have a column, especially a strong one like that one. And they complain about things that I'm doing, because if you follow me on Twitter, you're pretty aware that I'm going on Cam and Company. I've already tweeted out that I'm on your show. I do that so people know, look, this is where you can listen to what I'm talking about. And also because I think it's a great way to get it out there that as a black conservative, there aren't a lot of us. And so why wouldn't I tell other people, look, I'm I'm for the Second Amendment. I'm for the Bible. I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, I'm married. Our kids are in Christian school. I tell all of these things. They're the true things that that's who I am. That's what I'm talking about. It's a part of the show. It's a part of all the stuff. And I'm not ashamed of it. And I just think it's kind of crazy that they thought I was hiding it or that I was somehow I didn't put it in there as a disclosure because I was ashamed of it or didn't want anybody to know when the very the very insult I get the most is, well, you're promoting yourself. You're just always saying things about yourself and what you're doing. And, and it's just always what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't want to read that, you don't have to read my tweets. Like, stop following me if you don't want to know what I'm doing. Because I'm about to tweet something out right now, so don't look because I'm going to tweet it out. You know. My guest is Stacey Washington. She is a nationally syndicated host of Stacey on the Right Show. And she used to write a column with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. By the way, we do have an inquiry into the Post-Dispatch to get their version of things, but we've not heard back from them. Um, why didn't you just say, how long am I going to be suspended, uh, and then go back to writing your column? Well, first of all, I was an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. So there was no provision in our little at-will arrangement for them to suspend me. Um, and second of all, it's one thing, like, so if you're working with someone and they say, look, you've done this wrong, we need to review it and we'll get back with you, that's one thing. But when I defended myself and said, look, I'm not paid. They don't pay me. So what is this really about? And then he pivots over to, 
people, well, you, you know, you've got huge problems. And I ask what they are and he won't answer. And then he says, I'm spinning and not just spinning, but you're going to spin this to your advantage. I can't stop you. Well, what is a spinner? You know, when we say someone is spinning, the no spin zone, all these different terms about spinning, spinning is lying. It's, it's manipulating the truth. And what does it mean if I'm going to spin it to my advantage? It means I'm an opportunist. I don't have to be insulted by the person that is editing my column who asked me to write for the paper because I'm a conservative. And I figured, you know, I, I don't have another gig to go to. It's not like I said, ooh, there's problems here. Let me call somebody up. Can I write for you? Okay, good. And mm-hmm. then I quit. Mm-hmm. I just said, this is over. I'm, I'm not going to keep receiving these kinds of comments from him when I'm innocent. And so I terminated the contract. And I slept really well that night, and I flew home the next day, and I hadn't said anything about it, Larry. And I I just told you I'm crazy on the tweets and everything. I like posting. I haven't posted anything. And then he leaks it to some media here in St. Louis, and they start calling me and asking me about it. And so I went on the show to talk about it. The Riverfront Times interviews me, and then all of a sudden, it's a story, Mm -hmm. which, again, they leaked it to someone who called and asked me, as opposed to me going out and tweeting and going, well, you know, here it is. Stacey Washington, is my guest, was suspended after her column called Guns in the Media came out. Here's one of the passages in your column, Stacey. Quote, when has a member, and by the way, you wrote the column to deal with an anti-NRA column that said more Americans die from guns than from ISIS. Quote, mm-hmm. when has a member of the NRA ever decapitated, set on fire, tossed from a rooftop, or otherwise terrorized another American? The linkage is not only rife with improper context, it's also false on its face. You also talked about the lack of conservatives in the newsroom. Quote, this failure to represent the opposing, especially conservative view, is an increasingly apparent deficit in the news reporting apparatus in our country. Close quote. Maybe they took that personally. They might have. Hmm. And, and, you know, that's what I, I hope not... Not so much for the Post-Dispatch, although they do need to hew to the middle uh, on their reporting and stop saying things like Todd Robertson said back in March in an editorial that he wrote that he's with the progressive movement and that the paper, the Post-Dispatch, believes in the same ideals as the progressive movement. They just disagree about how to get there. He's speaking on behalf of the whole paper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they got some issues there. And I was telling the truth. And, you know, it would be one thing if I wrote stuff like he said problematic, rife with errors. If I wrote that kind of stuff and then I got suspended and then I quit, then, you know, it's sore losing and I'm not doing a good job, you know, and and who wants to hear from somebody like that? But I didn't have a problematic column. It's one of the best ones I wrote for them. And it was truthful and was honest and it was hard hitting. And it wasn't as hard hitting as it would have been if I'd submitted it to town hall. I would have lit into those people much more fiercely if I was submitting it to townhall.com than I did submitting it to Todd Roberts, Robertson. And The point is that it was true, and sometimes the truth hurts, but the smacks that are given to you in love are the ones you can grow from, and I hope the Post-Dispatch at some point comes to a place where they realize their subscription numbers are so low because Republicans have been leaving them in droves. You don't want to be characterized as an ISIS member, because I I can tell you right now, if I was a member of ISIS, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I'd be out somewhere planning a terror attack, because that's what terrorists do. Mm 